1: On Wednesday, Brazil's first female president, Dilma Rousseff, was thrown out of office after an impeachment vote by the country's Senate. This was a culmination of a massive corruption scandal that paralyzed Latin America's largest nation. And to help us learn more about Brazil's future in the aftermath of the impeachment, we have with us on the line from the University of Newcastle in New New South Wales, Florida, senior lecturer in politics and political economy, and renowned Latin American expert, as well as the author, of the publication, Constructing 21st Century Socialism in Latin America, The Role of Radical Education. On the line, Dr. Sarah C. Mota. Hello.
0: Hello.
1: Thank you so much for joining us.
0: Thank you. Thank you for inviting me to talk to
1: you today. Well, I believe anyone who's been observing the headlines over the past uh, months uh, would see that the writing was on the wall in terms of perhaps an inevitability uh, with Rousseff's impeachment. Um, Would you say that this was just really a culmination of events that uh, were leading to that very moment when she was removed from office?
0: Mm, I'd kind of look at it slightly differently. I think that it was much more a contested political process in which the voices of kind of the democratic mandate of the president were very much silenced by the voices of the traditional political and economic elites. And a kind of misrepresentation has been um, developed in the media who are very much um, controlled by these same economic elites to misrepresent um, Dilma as implicated in this corruption scandal uh, uh, involving stealing or benefiting herself from um, this kind of misconduct, when in fact what she's being impeached for has actually been said by the federal prosecutor to not even constitute a crime Mm. and to be an accounting practice that was previously routinely used by other presidents. And who she's been impeached by, Um, so over 50% of those who voted to um, impeach her, themselves are either formally convicted or under investigation for corruption or for more serious crimes. And that the person who's replaced her himself is already convicted, Mm. formally convicted of violating election laws. So it, it seems to me that there's there's a real kind of smokes and mirrors misrepresentation around what's actually occurred, particularly in terms of our understanding of what's important to ensure democracy and representation. Right.
1: Nevertheless, this is a, a political blow to the Workers' Party, right? After so many years <laughs> uh, in power, um, th- as you say, the uh, the media perhaps is more sympathetic to the elites' interest, but uh, mm. it is going to be a very long, tough slog to try and win back uh, the people's support, is it not?
0: I think it's a very complex situation. So, absolutely the case that part of the Workers' Party government has become embedded within the kind of culture of corrupt practices which crisscross the entire political elite, and for that obviously there needs to there needs to be kind of recognition but there's also um, a part of of the workers' party government and a big part of their strategy that was very much tied to eradicating and removing the great inequalities that marked um, brazil's political economy and society and even though they they have often Long before this, actually, there's been a fracturing of their relationship with many of the popular movements and the social movements. Nevertheless, when we look actually on the ground at who's been coming out on the streets and we see that large sections of the population are actually quite opposed to this impeachment and actually it's what it seems to have done, ironically, is actually um, um, strengthened support for the idea that the Workers' Party stands on the side of democracy. Mm. So I actually think the situation is really complex. So yes, there are some fractures. Yes, there are some fractures vis-a-vis kind of misconduct. Yes, there are some fractures vis-a-vis the relationship of the Workers' Party to civil society. But the push and the way it's been pushed, this process, has actually, I think, in many ways, backfired and has has actually polarised the situation. So I'm not really sure. Uh, I think so, it's
1: actually quite complicated. Yeah, it is. As the way you've described mm, it, mm, uh, mm. the uh the elites, as we've been terming, let, let's say the the conservative side. Uh, obviously, uh, their their political goals are clear, and as you say, the situation is politically very complex. This is. In in any way is it an indictment on uh, the previous administration, Lula De Silva? I know they did not necessarily support those policies, mm-hmm. but largely uh, very credited with some economic development, um, also respected internationally. Do we see a situation? And I know this is a very far removed situation, but yeah. a situation like Thailand, where you have a populist leader like Thaksin Shinawatra and, and his followers, and and their kind of struggle for power against that country's elite.
0: It's very interesting. I think that that there's always been this antagonism. I think that the the political and economic elites have always been very mistrustful of the Workers' Party and of the movements and civil society organisations associated with the party. When the party came to government, there has been a whole series of alliances and in the electoral process there have been a series of alliances that kind of make more complex, simplistic Mm -hmm. representations of there's the elite and there's the PT. However, I think what's brought this to a head really is the situation of economic crisis, economic recession. And I think that what's happening is that in a time of economic recession or a time of economic crisis, what you see historically in Latin America and in the present period is that often this intensifies political division and often this intensifies political fears amongst political and economic elites, whereas they might be more accepting of more popular movements when the economic crisis begins and starts actually hitting their profit margins, that's when this can often solidify into this kind of process in order to be able to take back control of all the levers of government, the legislative, the executive, mm-hmm. the judiciary, the media, to put in place a strategy which will reinsure their profit margins and accumulation and often make those sections, the poorer sections of society, pay the heaviest price for that. So I think that that's kind of some of the conjuncture that explains why this has occurred at this point and it didn't occur under Lula's um, government. Interesting.
1: Uh, do you foresee a continuous instability in the nation or I suppose even, uh, I guess, uh, bringing this discussion more broader to the uh, Latin American context where there is that inherent uh, tension between socialist ideals and principles and, and this idea that I suppose there's a more reactionary force that really does want to control all the levers of power. What, what is Brazil's politics looking like uh, in the next few months and years, in your view?
0: Well, I actually think that the situation is, is, has actually polarised things. So we're probably looking at an intensification of polarisation and instability. As of, And also a government, if the government remains, Michael Temer's government actually remains in power, what we're going to look at is a Congress that's really not representative and it's going to bring in place... A, a rapid series of reforms that actually roll back many of the social and economic kind of more progressive reforms and continue and deepen the privatization and the internationalization of the economy, but around low value commodity exports, who, which are really, really volatile which we're seeing now with the economic recession, as opposed to kind of investing, a bit like South Korea's history, investing in higher value-added manufacturing, Mm. for example, exports, which are able to weather the storm. So what you're going to see is probably an intensification, if if this government stays in place, is an intensification of inequalities. And also with that, I think an intensification on some lines of instability. So I don't actually necessarily think that it's going to create the kind of quick fix and stability that perhaps those supporting the impeachment were hoping for
1: mm-hmm. okay uh it's going to be uh, very interesting uh, to uh keep track of those developments as we mm. go forward dr moda thank you so much for joining us really appreciate thank your time you.
0: thank you very much for asking me
1: dr thank sarah moda from the university of newcastle in australia